Hi, everybody. This is Jenny G. Perry, and this is my very first podcast, and fingers crossed um, that all goes as planned. Hopefully, people can even hear me. Um, my husband wound up having, like, a fever today, and I'm like, that is so just, you know, part of the way life rolls, right? So I have, if you're listening live, I have a chat, I think, up, uh, because this is my first time, so we're just going to play this out. Um, and you can call in at 657-383-1672. And if you're online, I think you can even see that information. Um, and our topic today is how to have five kids and survive, look cute, and still have sex. So let me back up because some of you may be listening to this like five years from now um, and be like, who is this girl? And so I am a transformation, uh, transformation coach and mother of five, married to my hubby, who I've been with for 20 years. And I also am the best-selling author of Sex Spot with Stretch Marks, which, which is a self-empowerment book, and a novel, a saucy beach novel called The Jennifers. So anybody who's followed me knows, like, all my whole spiel um, but that's the little lowdown. I, you know, I blog on my website, blog for the Huffington Post, and just try to just try to spread as much light as possible on the planet. And I want to preface this this show tonight with there's been some heavy news today in the news, and I want everyone to know that I was not trying to be insensitive by focusing on something so light. Um, but I pre you know pre scheduled this episode, and what I can do is I can try to put more good energy out there on the planet. And so I pray for all those involved and my heart goes out to all involved. Um, let's look for answers and solutions. But what I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on like the mommy crowd and it could even be the daddies um, and talk about what it's like to have five kids and survive. And um, when I only had two kids, I was in my twenties and I um, was miserable I was overweight, um, very angry, and then I lost weight. So I was like 50 more pounds than I am now. And weight has always been my nemesis my whole entire life because I was teased as a 10-year-old and then, you know, it was bulimic as a teen. It's just like I'm five foot and I just, I'm Irish. I don't know. We just, I always had to work at it. And I have to be mindful that if I ate every carb on the planet, I would get back up to what I was. So, I lost all this weight, and I was miserable afterwards. And um, I didn't realize that you really, you can look for external things to make you happy, but it's only until you get that sting, and then you're like, wait a minute, I got the job, I got the man, I lost the weight, whatever it is. And then you're like, I genuinely am not happy. Oh, wait, this is a choice, and I have to do some inner work. So I really did some inner work, like crazy inner work. And that's why it's possible for me to even have five kids and not go insane now because I was going insane with two kids and I didn't appreciate them. I would actually pray to like, I would be like, give me perspective without tragedy. Like I wanted to appreciate my kids and my husband without having something catastrophic have to happen to rack me upside the head because I was so focused on what everyone did wrong, what I did wrong, just the negative side. My focus was totally off. So one of the things that I um, want to talk about is, first of all, um, finding a passion is huge. Like if you don't have something besides just your children, and I'm not saying that it has to be even like this grandmaster plan, like 
I'm getting involved, you know, in a new business. I'm launching tomorrow. That's a, a business school, um, the Entrepreneurial Success Academy, Inc.com, um, along with my own coaching, along with my new book, BS, coming out. Look, I am, I like to have a lot of balls in the air. I really like to have a lot going on. I have not had coffee today. I am this hyper. And when I think about if I could go back before to put it, put a tape, you know, duct tape over my mouth, where I was just this mom who was playing along with the other mommies and was just a stay-at-home mom and was just not writing uh, and, and getting out there in the world, oh, my goodness, no wonder I was so miserable. No wonder. So I think that a passion is huge. Passion and purpose is, is amazing to have. Now, do you have to have a purpose where you want to affect millions of people like I do? No, you don't have to. That's not, that's not natural for everybody who want to put themselves out there. It's not, it's not for everyone. It's not even fun for everyone. So um, I have a major passion for writing. That's one thing that I discovered in, um, in writing my first novel, which is actually the second one I will publish called BS, which is not actually for bullshit. And uh, the major life changer, though, for me is you've got to look at life as, like, you're for being a mom of five or whether you have one. Because I know women that talk to me, and they're like, honey, I don't know how you do it. I have one kid. And then, of course, there's the random lady who has 10 kids, and she homeschools them all, and she, like, makes their clothes, and she, like, runs a marathon and runs a company, and you just want to kill her. But I'm not her. I am the mom of five kids where they always say you have to be super organized or laid back. And I would say I am probably neither. I'm, I'm probably laid back in certain ways. And as for the organization, I'm really good at delegating. That's what I am really good at. Um, I think it's way more fun than that. I did the martyr mom thing for a long time. My oldest daughter's 19. I did that. And I'm not that mom anymore. I'm like, oh, you want to help me? That's fine. That's great. But my rituals and habits now versus Back then, we're like, I would flip on the TV, and I would stay current on what was going on. Not that I even need to do that by just going on Facebook now. But I, you know, would just have on the TV, and you have, you know, just the media just constantly in your face all the time. And now my rituals are different. They are ones where, like, you know, when you wake up, you literally you think about, like, what you were grateful for from the day before, what you're grateful for now, set intentions. Um, this is where the law of attraction came in. So, you know, Oprah had on her show about the secret, and I was like, oh, that's so cool, and I read it, and I'm like, yeah, if I could only, like, put this book into my brain, like, open up my brain, drop this book in, and, like, this would be instantaneously easy, but not so much. And then I get into law of attraction with Abraham Hicks and just read everything. Like, I devoured it. And I still, you know, was having a hard time with it because I was so much about what the negative was um, and just that it's, it's kind of like I always say to my clients, it's like channels on the TV. Like you can't watch a cooking show on the golf channel. I know some of you that follow me are probably sick of that, you know, analogy, but it's the truth. Like if you talk to some people, they're down in the dumps about something that it, it may be big, it may be small, and then there's somebody else that has their similar problem and has a completely different perspective, and so they're not a match. They're literally living in two different worlds. This is where we do all live in different realities because if you talk to different people, they really are experiencing different realities depending upon where they live, their upbringing, everything, but perspective is everything. So this is where, you know, if you, if you have these rituals set in place, like what is your self-care rituals? Like when you wake up in the morning, do you wash your face? Do you like, or do you instantly get into this mode of that? Like, what do I have to do? My to-do list. Like, 
number one, that's very boring. And yes, do I have things that I have to do? Of course, we all do. But I also, I ask my, like, I ask my being kind of, like, what do we need? Like, I've gotten a little off schedule with my exercise in this past week with Fourth of July weekend, but I did today. Um, and of course, I had pizza with hot sauce tonight, so that probably just counts, cancels itself out. But I am not a hardcore, like, if I have to only eat protein bars and protein shakes, I start to get really crabby. And I can do that for a certain amount of time, but then I, I just need that decadent thing because, um, because I just, you know, I feel like life is about balance and about not just taking care of your body where you're eating clean and raw foods, but it's also about your soul, like chocolate and wine and all of that stuff. Because honestly, I know there's people with, that would disagree with me that we need to be completely GMO and just, just eat as pure as possible. But if I died tomorrow, I would be like, damn it, I should have had that wine. I should have had the freaking wine. And so that's kind of how I feel. So my self-care um, I'm always taking a look at that with my, what my habits are, what my rituals are, and do I waste certain time, you know, time on certain things that I need to take a look at. Sometimes we all waste our time on social media. I do it for work, but then if I get caught, caught in the news feed, then I'm like, all right, get out, get out, <laughs> get out quick. And so there's, we all have that certain amount of time. And as moms, it seems like time is always against us. Like I was talking to my friend on the beach today, and we were saying how time is actually like the most precious thing to us anymore. But when we're kids, like, you have, time is just endless. Like, you just have endless amounts of time. Now, I don't think that you should think of it as, like, I never have enough time because that's a limiting belief right there. That's where, like, your rich rituals, your habits, your beliefs, like, all of this consistent stuff that you do all the time, it becomes, like, it, it is who you become. Now, do I think you have to get up at 5 a.m. and run a marathon and then go to work you know, instantly on your business and different things like that. That's not my style. Um, but if it floats your boat and makes you feel good, then you got to do that. But I try to focus on, like I say it all the time to my clients, alignment is my only job. Because if I'm out of alignment, like I got out of alignment when I found out my husband had a fever and I was trying to rush to feed the kids before I got on this, you know, call. And I was totally out of alignment. And I put on some music and we're going to talk about uh, music on the um third part of this but I listened to some music and I just kind of like got centered again like it used to take me uh, maybe even a whole day to get back into alignment and now it's like it's a choice where I can you know I can restructure my thinking and am I bitchy yes I'm human I get those moments sometimes I say the wrong things it's you know I'm a mom and sometimes that you know a kid is not being compassionate towards me and I'm not being compassionate towards them we're we're living in the real world here but my alignment is my job. It's not theirs. If I'm going to look at them as like if my husband or my kids or the world or whatever has to be a certain way for me to be in alignment, then I'm screwed. And I used to think back when I first started studying, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer like 10 years ago where um, or like, you know, totally immersing myself in that whole self-help, spirituality type stuff. If I was like, you know what, it would just be so easy to like be in that light energy, you know, the love and light or whatever you want to call it, be positive, high energy, good vibes, if the world was good. And it's like, well, good luck with that one because I can't change the world. I can only try to make an impact in my world and I really am only in control of myself. I can't control my kids. Um, another tip that I would say about, you know, how to have five kids and survive is drop the perfectionism. I'm just going to say that in every area of here is like, you know, screw the cleaning, 
that, you know, if I kept my house perfect with the kids, I would, I would have to not sleep. And I would make them neurotic. And honestly, your kids are going to think about the memories and how their mom smiled and how their dad smiled and those types of things. Rather than like how clean your house was, I do know some people, my dad was a neat freak, and my mom, they're very much more organized than I am. And, you know, I remember my mom, like, we painted like one time. She just wasn't that mom. She did a lot of other fun things with us, but she wasn't like the crafty mom. And I've I've been all those different kinds of moms. Like, if you ever see on BuzzFeed, they have like the, like the super healthy mom and like the PTA mom. And, like, the mom who knows everything and then the hot mess mom. And I'm like, yeah, I've been every single one of those moms at some point. But my mom was a working mom, and she worked a lot, and she was very ambitious. And I admire her now for that. But at the time, I probably wanted to paint. But luckily, we were in daycare, and we got to do all that fun stuff. And if you're not that kind of mom, then don't worry about it. And if you're the neat freak mom, I'm not telling you to change. I'm just telling you, like, be easy on yourself. Like, don't be so perfectionist with yourself. Because your friends really don't care, and if they do, you need to get new friends. I just think you got to own whatever kind of mom you are. I, I've uh, named myself slacker mom at times, and it's not because I'm a slacker mom, but am I? Do I remember to turn in every paper on time? No. Have I sent my kid on pajama day on the wrong day? Yes, I have. I have been guilty of that. And a lot of moms, you know, have. And it's funny, the teachers, they really don't even look at you this, the way you think you, that they're looking at you when you have your first kid. You're like, oh, my God, what are they going to think? They, honey, they, they got other kids in the class. They're not judging you. They are really not. And really, who cares what she thinks? Like, we, we have to let go of that really caring what other people think as we're parenting, as we're women, as we're men, as we're, you know, in, this, in, this, in these parent roles because – Really, we're going to do it. Somebody is going to think you're doing it so wrong. Like I do the co-sleeping thing to someone that's totally wrong. Um, I, you know, strictly breastfed to someone else. They don't like it. Um, you know, just whatever way I've done it. I know there's other people that do it differently. And what I've learned through the years of, you know, I used to have more of an opinion, believe it or not, than I do now in certain ways. And it was such a waste. Like, why did I care what that mom was doing? Like, she's not beating them. So if he has a pacifier until he's seven, eh, he's going to need braces probably, but my kid sucks their thumb at two and a half, so she'll probably need braces. Like, who cares? Honestly, stay in your own lane. You'll be way happier. And just honestly, don't make any decisions based upon what she's going to think or what he's going to think. Because you're going to look back like I do now and look back to 10 years ago, and I'm like, oh, my God, it gave people, like, all the power Every, like the way I thought about myself was the way they thought about me. And I'm like, I gave away the key to my happiness, my self-esteem, my confidence. I just gave all my keys away. And I'm the key. I'm the only one who gets to decide that because somebody is not going to like you. I, I always know when someone doesn't like me, and it's kind of comical because it's so uncomfortable for me because I feel it no matter what they say. I feel every text. I feel every comment. Like I feel things. Very, I'm very sensitive to energy. And that's always um, very interesting. So luckily, I know a lot of amazing women. But I, I want us to, like when I was talking about the different kinds of moms, is stop the roles. Like just stop that whole like, you know, what a mom is supposed to look like. Like I had this, oh my goodness, when I was 25, I was overweight, short frosted hair. I don't even know who, like I guess I was trying to play a character somewhere. I mean, some days I do actually think I am like an SNL character in some way because I'm a little zany. But that wasn't me. I had lost myself in that mom role. Like I was trying to be like, like the mom on the Disney channel, like the one that has like 
like no personality. She just has like the corny jokes. And like, I think, you know, part of my role as a mom is to be a dork because, you know, it's fun to see the kids like get embarrassed. And honestly, I always felt like a dork and now I just own it that like, it's so much more fun to not have to be the cool kid all the time. Like I know that I'm cool, but it's, I'm not trying for anybody else to know that I'm cool. I'm, I'm a, I'm a cool ass dork. That's what I am. Um, so I'm wondering if anybody's going to call in because this is my very first show. So a lot of people don't even know I'm doing it. And I just, I don't sometimes like to overanalyze and make things too complicated before I try to do them or else I never would have written a book, never would have started a business, never would have done anything if I knew how complicated it could be. So there's some people that are really good at detail-oriented stuff. I can be, but then I can get crazy. Like if I'm trying to choose a font for something, forget about it. I could spend days on days on days on colors, fonts, and all that kind of stuff. It's easier for me to focus on other things. But I would love for anybody to call in with a question or a comment. I'm going to look over in the chat and, like, I don't even know if I did it right. So it could be right. It could be not. Um, I said hi, everyone, if they were on the chat. I'm not even sure where you'd find the chat. Oh, I get a room name error. So, yeah, there you go. That's fun. We'll see. We'll see if it loads. But either way, um, for my next show, I will have it even more together, and it will be easy. So we're just going to let, let that chat go because it looks like it's blank. I don't know if I can get this back up quickly while we're on the phone here or on the podcast. I'm on my phone, obviously. So what I wanted to talk about is looking cute. So I would like to lose 10 more pounds than I have on my body now that I didn't have like two summers ago. Am I sweating, sweating over it? No. I'm not losing sleep over it. I still love myself completely, but it's just a matter of, like, fitting in my clothes. Um, I I like to look a certain way. I like to feel really strong and fit, and my game has not been stellar with that. I've been doing a lot of bar workouts, but I'm not really feeling like running. I don't know. I'm trying to find my groove with my body stuff right now because we're in the summer mode. So, like, I am mom from the minute I wake up, and I can squeeze in workouts, but when it comes to work, and then working out and then taking my kids to the beach, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll work at night. And then when I get back, I'm like, oh, my friends are having company. I'll go over there. So I'm sure some of you know how that goes. Like you have certain times where you just get out of it. But that's where we want to bring in rituals and habits again here in that, you know, there are certain days where I will, you know, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while, but where I would, you know, meditate, um, you know, have clients, um, you know, look cute that they get all dressed, exercise, the whole nine. You know what? I just I just got a text. Somebody tried to call in, and I can't hear her, and I don't know how to unmute. Ah, yeah, yeah. I guess I have to look up on Google. Isn't this so fun? This is like the first time doing a show. So that's why we're going to look up how to unmute on Blog Talk Radio. How to unmute on Blog Talk Radio. This is live, people. This is how live goes. Okay. Hopefully Jenny can hear me on the phone, and she is. It's another Jenny. Okay. Let's see. I think that you – I I remember doing this where I called into something, but I'm not really sure. It's like tip, plan, plan, plan. I did plan. I did plan, and I did screen my callers. Here we go. And let's see. I'm not really sure. I wish someone would be able to tell me how to unmute this. Um, 
Let me see if I could Google again. Okay, so let me see. How to unmute on Blog Talk Radio. I know it's like press, it's like press star. Mm, I'm not sure. She's going to text me on Facebook so I can just check her question on Facebook. It's like, oh, my goodness. But I really want her to be able to call in. So I'm just trying to see if anybody, if anybody would actually know. Okay. Mm, yeah, blah, 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 blah. This is what we're doing here. And then, mm, yeah, do a test show. Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be great? So great. Okay, it says, mm, yeah, hmm. She's going to have to just get me on Facebook because I don't want to waste any more time on this. That's a bummer. But we will do it another time. I feel like when you call in, it tells you that you could raise your hand. So I don't know because I haven't been alerted that anybody raised their hand because I think that that's what happens. But anyway, I'm going to keep going here, and I'm going to check on Facebook and see what her question is. And I I have to get her to call in next time because she's one of my soul sisters who I absolutely adore. So I will have her, she can message me on Facebook or something. So what we're going to do is is we're going to um, go back into, um, you know, this is where the rituals and habits come in. And I was saying how some, some days I would ha- like meditate, have clients, look all cute, exercise, like be nice that day. Not that I'm not trying to be nice, but, you know, we all have our days. And so they, I'll have like a rare day that day. And then like the next day I'm like lucky to shower. Because that is the thing, is that that word balance, I remember my one friend, Amy Wright, um, who has a Facebook book, a Facebook group called um, Rogue something or other. I can't remember what it is now. But anyway, she said something It's like not about balance, it's about integration. And I was like, I love that. Because that word balance, like I teach it, but it can be a lot of pressure. Because if I didn't have five kids, maybe if I was single and I had a cat, I could wake up at a certain time and then I could, you know, work out at a certain time and do this at a certain, but I am definitely like an ebb and a flow girl and I could set all that structure up. But when you have kids, like somebody doesn't feel good. I just got um, somebody on messenger saying, try star one, Jenny, if you can try that and see if I can get you on the line here. But there's a lot of pressure to, to be all of those things. And, if one of my kids gets sick or like now, you know, my plan was I was going to come home, hang out with my husband after the call and then watch Big Brother. I don't know if anybody's a Big Brother fan, but I, it's like human experiments I just kind of love where your nature as a coach, like sometimes I'll see a celebrity and I'm like, I just want to coach them. Like I love getting into people's stuff um, and just helping them like uncover blocks and all that kind of stuff. I really, it's, I'm such a dork, but I love that. Like when people let me in and I'm like, oh, let's work on this. But don't ever come to me with a problem if you don't want me to actually have to be working it because that's a little, it's a little frustrating for people who aren't ready to take next steps. But I'm not going to have the night that I thought because my husband is not feeling well. So I have like a sink load of dishes that sat from the morning because I had work I had to do in the morning. So it's definitely like um, my life has to be very flowy. But what I want to suggest to you guys is that you write down for yourself, like ideally, and this isn't something like, again, drop perfection, just in all areas, is if, if you could have it the way you would like, okay, and you can have anything the way that you like, you really truly can, what would you be doing for your body as a ritual? 
And what would you be doing for your mind as a ritual? And what would you be doing for your spirit as a ritual? Now, let me preface this by saying that, yes, if you did yoga, you kind of could get all three if you wanted to. But I want you to just be mindful of that, like, you know, does your body want to take a kickboxing class? Does your body want different foods? Um, you know, those types of things. Like, ask your body. Because sometimes your body is giving you nudges that you're not paying attention to. And, like, if your neighbor runs five miles a day and you feel bad about the fact that you hate running and you have bad knees, stop. Get a pedometer. Walk. Dance around in your house. I was dancing around in my house this morning. Did a 20-minute workout. I was so happy that I did that because it's not about calories. It's about, like, me getting that chi, that, that life force, that, you know, prana, that all of that through my body. Like, you want to get yourself, like, you know, the energy flowing through your body. And so I would suggest that you look at it as, like, yeah, like, what am I doing for my body? Like, what does it want? What would, what would be something fun to explore with that? And then with your mind, that's, like, where you feed your, feed your mind the good stories. Like, I always try to share good stories on Facebook. You read good stories. Like, the things that your mind, like, your mind is programmable. And so it's, like, if you wake up and you turn the news on every day, you can't expect to always feel, like, positive. I mean, God, I, I do not watch the news at all. Like, it's just, I know it exists, but guess what? Jenny Land is, is way better, and I'm aware of things. I can pray, I can add light, and can do all that. But if I know about everything bad thing that happened, like, God bless my dad. But my dad, he's like Archie Bunker. He reads the, the newspaper, like, front to back. And I'm like, I'd rather put my energy into something else, like, higher vibrational. So my mind is, is like I do kind of have the most amazing Facebook friends. So if I look on my news feed, for the most part, I'm like so inspired and like it just it helps me seek to be a better me even. And then for spirit, I'm not advocating that everybody meditate. And some people disagree with me on this. I, I get it. And meditation is great. But I also, I think that, this also comes into play with, like, the mindfulness practices, which is not to be confused with mindset work or the mind. Mindfulness is, like, really about being present, being centered, the alignment, all of that. And so it's, like, you know, better for you to sit there and wrestle with your mind in meditation for 15 minutes and beat yourself up and, and all this stuff. Yes, you can try it out. That's great. I, I, I do it. It's, it's not that I'm not saying to do it. But if you think about it, okay, I've taken a walk down to the beach, and I've gotten, like, the swell of energy from that ocean or, you know, gone to, like, been around trees and just driving and just felt that swell of energy from the trees. And just, you know, if you get really present, and it's like I'm so woo-woo, and so you're just going to have to deal. But if you got really present and you, like, could you feel the pulse of this universe? And it's like, could you slow down and look in your kid's eyes and, and like, try to take a snapshot, that little look in their eyes, that one day you're going to watch them graduate from high school, and then you're going to watch them graduate from college, or you're just going to watch them walk down the aisle, or you're going to watch them just be this grown-ass adult, and you're like, how did you get to be this big person? And just be really present. Like that's in our society, we're very fast. I know that my kids tease me all the time that I'm always on my phone because someone's always texting me or I'm doing something with business and it's something that I have to be more conscious of, that that has become a ritual and a habit that is not so positive. But that is really super important for you. 
And, and this really is in the looking cute section because I do think that your energy is what people see in your face. So, you know, listen, if you want to do Botox, do Botox. I am definitely going to get a tummy tuck and a breast, breast lift at some point because that's going to make me feel good. I already love my body. But listen, five babies in the belly, breastfed five babies in the boobs. Like, come on. I, I'm, I'm owed that. Um, but I don't think everyone has to do that. And would I be fine never doing it? Yeah, totally. I think that looking cute is really about, like, again, putting the energy into yourself and making sure you're filling up your self-love cup. Make sure you're putting energy into yourself every day. Kids don't want a haggard mom. They really do not. And you know what? They're going to take, take, take from you anyway, but you need to be the one to set the boundaries and be like, no, I'm sorry, mommy's doing this right now. Mommy's taking time for herself. And with the looking cute thing, anybody who follows me knows that I am, like, Miss Fashion Eats, though, like, I love fashion. And it's not even like it has to be, like, high-end or anything. It's just a matter of, um, you know, feeling good. Okay, I'm looking to see if my question is a silly one. If you had to give up sex or lipstick, which one would you say goodbye to? Oh, my goodness, that's too funny. Um, well, Jenny, you're the best. You have to call that. You have to call in and ask another question. Um, and, Erin, thank you so much for telling Jenny to press star one. We got to work out the kinks. Like, this is my very first time, so we will see. But um, I would say that I would give up lipstick, and then what I would just do is I would just probably make lipstick out of something else. To, that's my answer. <laughs> Because makeup, I was talking about makeup on the beach with my girlfriend again today, and I was digging in my mom's Estee Lauder makeup, and I had, like, teal eyeshadow up the brow line, okay? And I'm, like, little. Like, I'm talking, like, five. Like, I, I could have pictures where my mom gave me an awful short haircut. I don't know what she was thinking. But I, I, maybe, I was, maybe I was six. But anyway, she chopped my hair, and I, just, I looked like a boy in certain pictures. And then she permed it. But I love you, Mom. I know it was the 80s, and you gave me a lot of cute fashion. Okay, Jenny Smith, it says you're now in the queue. But they're not telling you this, so I don't know how to do this. So we're going to see. Okay, we are going to see. Let me see if I can hop on here. But meanwhile, I am just going to say that makeup is super important to me. It's not that I think that every woman has to wear makeup, but it's fun. It's like an art to me. It's like I love playing with colors. So if I try a lipstick on it, it's too orange, then I might, you know, add some red to it. I might, you know, neutral it down with a top. You know, I, I will play around with it and sometimes I'll scrap it because I have to like love the energy of it. And that's where I think that if you're a jeans girl, like go with jeans and rock those jeans like nobody's business and get the jeans that you love. I don't care how much they cost, make sure you love them. And if you're not a jeans girl and you're leggings, then wear them. And I know that some people get down on the women for the yoga pants but if you like yoga pants, then wear yoga pants. I love, like, the LuLuLaRoe leggings. I have ones with diamonds on them in two different colors. I love them. I, I think I can look sexy in whatever I want because it's an energy. Like, I've seen women that are in an exercise class, and they have either a banging body or there's just something about them that they exude this, like, awesomeness, like that it factor, that whatever. And if you look at actresses, like, you know, there's been some criticism about Amy Schumer being a plus-size actress which is just comical because I'm so over like that the, even like the plus what, what does plus size mean like I don't know it's just a little bit overdone but you know she has an it factor okay you have Rebel Wilson has an it factor you have Melissa McCarthy has an it factor now some men might not find her you know some of them you know sexy because they're a little bit bigger because of our, our you know society standards but guess what 
that is just what our media has told us and what we've been programmed by society because there was a show on with Jessica Simpson years ago and they and they went through each different culture and like you know we're tanning ourselves darkening our skin then you have in, in like Japan they're lightening their skin I think it was Japan and then in Africa before you got married you had to sit in this hut okay and you had to drink like the heaviest fat milk ever so you get your booty bigger like why can't we live there could you imagine like oh my god I would just be like in heaven um, I wouldn't want to drink milk, but, like, if I could just think about all the French fries I could have, like, oh, my goodness, because I am Irish, but I don't eat meat, but I definitely get down on some potatoes. Like, my DNA remembers there was a potato famine or something because I can get down on some French fries. There's some salt and vinegar up on the boardwalk because I live at the Jersey Shore. It's like, oh. And I do eat French fries, but I can't eat them every day because that just would not be no bueno. And so I think you got to rock your look. Okay, so if you're a jeans girl, go with that. And you could do, like me, I could rock a different look a different day and just be like, okay, I'm a hippie look today, I'm trendy look today, I'm classic look today, I'm vintage look today. It's whatever you feel like is, is you know, making you feel good. And that's where, like, your jewelry, like, let, let, your, let your look say something about you. And, like, you know, I have, you know, my power stones that I wear that, you know, are for certain things. But if you're a bling girl, then just go with bling. If you are, like, you know, an edgy girl, go with that look. Like, just whatever it is, own that. And I think you should know, like, what your power colors are. I know there's analysis that that people can get done. Where I know, um, like, Carol Tuttle was doing this thing with, like, your certain style and, like, what to play up based upon, like, your personality. And so, like, somebody like me, I think, I can't remember what her categories were, but I, like, I'm a girl who loves leopards. And it matches me. But if your personality is one that you're, you're really quiet and you are maybe like, I'm just totally making this part up, but like, you know, long and willowy, because I'm not long and willowy, and you just have this certain air about you, like fairy-like energy, then maybe you would feel like an ass in leopard. Then maybe you shouldn't wear leopard because you don't like it. So don't wear it, even if it's on trend. Wear what, wear what you feel good in and wear what, what you what you gravitate towards. Like, can't tell you how many people I talk to where their favorite color is, is like, say, yellow, and it's not in their house. They don't ever wear it. And I don't believe that there's not a way for you to incorporate whatever your favorite color is in what you're wearing. I don't. Okay, now there is a guest in the chat. I don't know if that's what that means. I'm not really sure. But I do have a guest in the chat room. So we might be doing one thing right. So I might say hi in the chat room and say, hi, guest. Because I, I knew that this could be a huge flop or it could be amazing. And I wish that I could get Jenny on the call here. No idea where the queue is, what I do to let them in. Does anybody know what I do to let them in? Because it didn't tell me that anybody's in the queue. But I'm going to continue until I am, somebody can message me on Facebook or just help a sister out because I, I do not know. But I will do more research for next time. I thought it was going to be a little easy to just hop on and everything would be like pop, pop, pop. Okay, so now here's where the juicy part, and I kind of made this um, rated explicit, not because I was going to be like, you know, terrible, like, you know, like a gangster rapper or anything, but I wanted to be able to just like not worry if if anybody was cursing or like just what was going to be said. I just didn't want to feel like I was limited. So (laughs) the second part was, and and still have sex. So it was how to have five kids and survive, and I told you what my tips are. And then, and look cute. 
and still have sex. So I have, um, I was talking to one of my soul sisters on the phone today, and we had like a five-minute chat because we both, you know, have these lives that I was trying to connect with two other friends of mine today, and of course, hubby got a fever. But I have an amazing relationship, and she's like, I think you have like the 1% of, you know, relationships, like epic relationships. And I would say that's true. And some people, I remember when people would say to me, like, it's so funny how our perspective is. So one thing people would say to me back in the day, and maybe even 10 years ago, and they would say about how I would talk a lot, and I would get so offended. And what I heard in my mind was, what you're saying is, what I have to say is not important. Not at all what they said, but clearly I had low self-esteem. So I was thinking that. I thought they thought I wasn't smart, that I wasn't funny, like all this whole stuff. Like that's how perspective is. So when I would hear people say, like, I was lucky or, like, would make jokes about, like, oh, how does he deal with me? Or, you know, when people are just ball busters, I'm, I'm somebody that I love to joke around, but I was not always as good at taking a joke. I would feel like there were times I didn't deserve my husband because he was so kind to me. Because if you don't really love yourself, when someone loves you unconditionally, you're kind of like, oh, back up. I don't know what to do with you. I might try to sabotage this. I might just be a jerk to you, and maybe you'll go away then. And so we do have an amazing relationship. Does he do things wrong? Do I do things wrong? Yeah. Like we're, and do we skip down the street holding hands? No. Mm-mm. Do we love to snuggle with each other? Yes. But a good relationship doesn't have to fit the certain mold. It's definitely not like what's in books, although, you know, I love reading or love writing about romance and sex scenes and all of that stuff. But listen, sometimes I have sex once a week. It doesn't mean that it's not like amazing. It's amazing. But it's like I go for quality versus quantity. I'd rather have amazing sex once a week than, you know, seven days a week mediocre. I mean, honestly, I just, that's what I would rather have. In life, I, I would rather have, like, a few expensive things than a bunch of crap from the dollar store. That's just my personality. So what I would say is to still have an active, amazing, passionate relationship would be, again, draft the perfection about what that looks like and definitely do not pay attention to what anybody else's relationship is because that is just going to make you feel like crap because that somebody's husband or wife is doing something different than you are that's better. Or somebody else's wife or husband it, versus yours is doing something better and then you, you want to look at yours like, hey, schlub, like, what are you doing? Like, where's my flowers? Where's my this? Where's my that? And so, honestly, this goes back to the law of attraction. Like, so law of attraction in, in the way we're taking, you know, w- what focus we have on things as moms, and, you know, focusing on what's good about ourselves, good about our kids, and, you know, that's going to make you look cute if you're focused on what your beautiful things are. Like, I have stretch marks. Okay, oh, well, I have beautiful eyes. So I play up what works, and, you know, I don't focus on the negative. I mean, if you sit there, uh, I'm just going to bring it back to that for a second, but plays into the sex factor, is that if you have this skinny girl sitting next to this girl on the beach that's a little bit, got a little bit more meat on her bones, and she's just owning it, okay? And then you got the girl who's, like, completely, you know, super skinny, got the tankini on, and she's like, wah, 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 my body, my body, my body, I'm so fat. But there's the girl who is a little bit bigger, who is just owning who she is like nobody's business. And she's just having fun. Everyone is going to be magnetized towards her. I am now being texted about trying to find my switchboard. I don't know where the switchboard is, but we are going to look. But that, I really do think that if you think about it, 
it, it doesn't have to do with age. It doesn't have to do with size. Whenever people give me that, I just want to say, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I will give you an example that's contradicting that. Look at Helen Mirren, first of all. She is sexy as hell. And look at the plus-size model that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, we're, we're not going to go down that road. That's just a limiting belief if you think that your sex appeal is limited by your age or your um, size. Okay, I'm going to look and see if I have a dashboard. I have a dashboard, but I don't know how to have callers. Hmm. Yeah, still don't know how that works. Because I'm calling you on my phone, so I'm not really sure how that works. Hmm, studio. Let me go to my studio here. Okay, and okay, I am in my studio. Yay, okay, we, I, thank you, thank you. Okay, see, you and your callers will appear here. Okay, so I am going to hope that Jenny is on, and I think if I click next, okay, next, uh, we will see, okay, let me see. Um, Live. Mm. Let me unmute her. Let me see if I can mm-hmm. unmute her. Okay, Hello? Jenny, are you on? I hear you. Hi, Do you hear me? Jenny. I can Oh, my hear gosh. You. We got it to work. Well, because That's of you, so awesome. I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I, have a, I have a dashboard now. I know. That's too hilarious. So I loved your <laughs> message. I mean, I loved your question. And it was, if I had to give up one thing, sex or lipstick, right? I would give you up know? sex and I would make lipstick <laughs> out of something else. <laughs> Cheater, cheater. I, I know, <laughs> but you can't tell me you can't you can't do that. I would just make it out of strawberries. I remember when we were kids, like how you just like put strawberries like on your lips and just try to make it red. So it, did you have any questions or comments up until now? Because now we're in the section of um I just want to help people really have the most amazing and passionate relationships that they can have twenty years later. I mean, who can say that? A rarity, I guess. Yeah, well, I, um, first of all, I have to say I absolutely loved, and one of my other questions was going to be about, you know, what you do for self-care, and you really shared so much about that and picking the different things for your mindset and things like that. So really, you kind of answered that question, which was great um, that you picked up, picked up on that, even though I didn't even have to say it. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. And I, I definitely think that, um, I think, you know, those different transitions in your life where you're, um, like you said, you have those awarenesses where when you're in your 20s, you didn't know what you know when you were in your 30s, when you're in your 40s. And so I think that does affect your whole life, including your sex life. So I think that right now, if you had your perspective that you had now in your 20s, maybe you would still have been having 20 more years of great sex. Mm, that's a really good point. And honestly, like what I was, what I'm doing now in my relationship is not what I was doing then. It was not. I, if you're insecure and you're putting all this energy into the negative in yourself, you're probably going to do the same to your partner. And so that's going to, you know, that's going to cause, you know, more problems in a relationship. So what I would say for people is like, the one thing is, is to be an amazing lover to someone else. Like I really do say to myself, like I'm the sexiest woman on the planet and it's not a competition. You know, I don't rule like that, but it's a matter of just owning your space. And that, like, if you say to yourself, like, I'm the sexiest woman, woman on the planet, and you exude that, it's just such a magnetic energy. And one, one thing that really gets me in that mode 
is when I listen to music. So right before this call, I had shared this song the other day, and it's uh, the artist's name is um, Aster. It's A S T R, yeah, A S T R, and it's Hold On, We're Coming Home, or Hold On, We're Going Home. I, I'm really bad at remembering certain things like that, but it's a Drake cover, and it's so freaking hot. Like I just, I just dance sensually to it, and I just feel sexy by just dancing sensually to it. Is anybody telling me I'm sexy? Did I already say I wanted to lose 10 pounds? Like, it's, it's not about any of that. It's about me, like, literally, I think of it as, like, it's so woo-woo to some people, but it's, everything is energy. Everything, your table's energy, your energy. So if I'm sitting here bathing in the energy of that, I'm the sexiest woman on the planet, and I'm dancing around sensually to the song, like, I am just exuding a sexual energy, which is also not just great for a relationship, but it's good for manifesting. It's good for manifesting clients. It's good for just the energy of the planet to be in that space versus somebody who's being a negative Nancy and, like, hating on herself, hating on the world. Like, the vibe is just so different, and it's one of open energy. So when you're in that space of that sexual expression, if you know anything about chakras, it's like your sacral chakra. That's about creativity and sexuality, your goddess energy. So I'm big on music, huge on music. And then a few other things that I would say is that, and this is where I, I didn't want to, I wanted to make this an explicit, you know, um, rating just in case, is that, like, text your lover. Text them a picture, okay? Text your hobby a picture. And you can make sure you don't have your face in it, so that way, if you don't want to, um, yes, there's an iCloud, okay? So there's probably a lot of our boobs up on the iCloud. You can't worry about it. So, but even just text your lover, like, I can't wait to see you tonight. Like, I, I want to kiss you passionately tonight. Like, it doesn't have to be gross. I mean, me and my husband, we text the funniest things to each other. So sometimes they can go from, like, naughty to, like, making jokes like we're, like, two perverted old men because it's just funny. But, like, that's where I do treat him like he's still my boyfriend. In my 20s, I didn't. I treated him like he was my husband and, like, and like that ball and chain energy at times, unfortunately. It was just where I was at. And also, it's, it's who you surround yourself with. Like, if you surround yourself with a bunch of women that bitch about their husbands, that's contagious. And you may find that, like, you, you have a tendency to either feel like you have to match them or you don't know really how to be. And then what I would say, two big things about a relationship is that you got to let them fully in your heart. Like, I let my husband so far in my heart that at times I've been scared because I've been like, I really, I've literally given him all of me. And that's the only way I'm, I'm ever going to love. Like, I don't know how to half love. I really don't. It's, and if you're friends with me, if you're my kid, you know, like, I am a full in love person. I don't half ass love. But especially my husband, like, he is my soulmate, and I give him all of me. And so there's been tremendous fears I've had of losing him. Not of him leaving, but, like, I had the worst fears of him dying for, like, the minute we got married to, like, you know, it's something that I've had to work on myself with personal developments because it's just kind of, like, the greatest thing that you could ever have. You have it, and then you're like, oh, my God, but what if it's taken away? So at times I've been like, maybe I should hold back my heart. And I'm like, too late. You can't. Like, you just love him that much. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So it sounds so corny, and it probably sounds like I'm, putting it on stick, but it's, I do truly love him like that. Um, now, was I always in love with him? No. At times, I just loved him. But now I am fully in love with him. And it's, a, it's, it's like, God, the more I fell in love with myself and the more in love with my, like, the more I fell in love with myself and the more I own my sexuality and just fully embodying myself, 
like owning it, the more our relationship was better. And just, I loved him more. There was more, more of me to give towards him because I wasn't pulling at him to fill me up. I wasn't looking for his validation. That's so draining as a couple for somebody to be like needing, needing validation. And then the last tip, and Jenny, this is where the juicy stuff happens here, is that I would say, honestly, if one of the greatest things that ever happened to Housewives everywhere is um, Fifty Shades of Grey when that came out because um, I hope a lot of women were able to say what they wanted to happen in the bedroom because exploration is huge. It is like it, it really is so important in a relationship. Like, And I'm not saying that you have to go all crazy Fifty Shades of Grey, but like role-playing, just different positions. I mean, like I feel like if you can't tell your partner – something that's really edgy that you want to do, is it easier for you to tell him that or is it easier for, for you to tell him or her your wildest dreams? Because me and my husband, we fully support each other's dreams and we're those people where we're like quantum physics and alternate realities and law of attraction and going to manifest a millionaire lifestyle that we want. Like it's a given. It's, it's just a matter of different channels to get there. But like there's nothing I can't tell him that I want. There's nothing I can't tell him that I need, but like sexually, like I either want to be having epic sex or like just no, uh, like come on now, I, I I can't imagine not having that in my life because it's so important to me. I'm a very sexual person. I've always been very sexual. Like I can remember as a kid just being sexual, like being aware of sexuality, and so I'd say exploring is so huge. And what I felt like in my 20s, which is what some of you may feel like on this call is that it was one thing that I had to do, which is a sin. Like it really is so sad that that's the way I felt. But when I was so drained, when it, so, you know, my twenties, I had no passion, anything. Like I didn't know what my passion was. I remember having epiphanies where I was like, if I don't put my energy into something besides my kids, they're going to grow up and I'm going to be screwed and I'm not going to know who I am. And then my evolution, my growth is bringing me to writing. And then once I wrote, a, you know, my novel, and then started exploring. I was like, oh, wait, I could kind of just like speak my truth. And I first wrote a blog and didn't put my name on it. So it was just peace, love, joy, and sparkles because I was so afraid of being judged. And then I pushed myself to my edge a little bit, pushed myself to the edge. Now I'm like, how much more can I push myself to the edge? And I get there and I'm like, so uncomfortable, but I keep doing it. And so with who I am now, it, it's not one more thing I have to do because that would have been that I wasn't filled up, so I didn't have any more to give. And all I saw that was giving. And if, honey, if you're just giving and you're not receiving, you're doing something wrong because it's give and take. And it's like when you have an orgasm, that's like heaven. That's being connected to a higher power at that moment. And, like, you know, I know women that use that as manifesting power. I mean, to me it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like if everybody had the sex life that I had, and, again, it's not about – quantity it's about quality i just feel like they'd be happier maybe there wouldn't even be war because they'd be feeling so good yeah i'm not trying to simplify things i know that i have a different mindset and a whole different kind of heart than certain people on the planet do but i just think that it's like you should think of it as like vitamins like you need to get your vitamins in your body like you know what are the vitamins that you should be feeding your body are like mindset epic sex all of these things like think about it like if things were vitamins are you taking the right ones right now or do you need to like go from like vitamin C of, you know, um, crappy thinking to a vitamin D to, you know, more delicious thinking, like just totally off the top of my head. And then vitamin E to erotic. Ha ha. 
that would be a good one. Um, so, Jenny, thank you so much for calling in to my call. And I have seven minutes left. I don't know if anybody could even um, say a question on the chat. I am trying to be as wide open as I can with, um, you know, talking about how amazing my relationship is. And, again, it's not about being this, you know, couple who doesn't speak their feelings, who is, um, you know, always like, oh, hi, honey, always. Like, sometimes you're going to be like, I'm so annoyed that you did that. And then you get over it and you love each other. And you should never go to bed mad. Let me, let me hop on over to the chat. And I'm, like, so happy. I feel like this went really well, even, even though I had to go on Google for a second and probably bore you with the fact that I went on Google. But, again, now I know there's a dashboard and that if you, go, you know, get on the switchboard. Okay. Yes. Jenny said if you, if you want to call in right now, you can go to star one, and then you get into the queue, and then I can um, – then I can let you in. I had no idea. I thought it was going to come up on my phone. And the number is to call in. Let me get back to this. Okay, guest call in is 657-383-1672. And, again, if you're listening to this, it's 7-7, and it was at 7 Eastern. So I'm just I'm going to play with this for a few weeks and tweet this. And it's going to be amazing. I was, like, playing around with wanting to do a podcast. But then I was like, oh, this seems so complicated. And I know a friend of mine who does an amazing job at it, but she does a lot of editing to it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to add another, like, tedious task on because I'm trying to delegate out as much as possible right now so that I can enjoy my one to five on the beach every day with my kids unless it's raining because I do believe in having your cake and eating it too. And you can structure a business around the lifestyle that you want That's why I am an online entrepreneur because I can schedule around my clients from when I want to be at the beach because in Jersey, we have eight weeks left, baby, and then the kids will be back in school, and they got 52 weeks out of the year. So that chunk of summer, that eight weeks, I'm like, I want to squeeze as much juice as possible out of that time. And I also just kind of think in life, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm getting older, but this 39th year is just going to be one that really lays the groundwork down for the next 40 years of my life plus where I'm just getting really clear on what's important to me and getting really clear on the relationships that I want and I'm not trying to have a million friends I'm more so just trying to nurture the ones that I have and and also I have to put my myself first and foremost and not be like I had to cancel on my best friends last night I we were supposed to have a dinner and I had to cancel and I felt so bad but my oldest son was going to Virginia today with my in-laws, and it was going to be our last family night. And it was just, I, I was like, I have to, you know, spend time with my family. And so it was like half an hour away that we were supposed to meet for dinner. And I, you know, was like feeling actually like that sense of obligation. And I was like, that shouldn't be what I feel. I shouldn't feel torn. I, I felt like I was going to upset somebody. Like I was going to upset my husband with not wanting to, you know, have that family time or upset my friends with not being able to spend time with them. And I got still inside and asked myself, like, really what's being called for here? And it was like spend time with my son and, and my kids before he goes away to Virginia. And he gave me the biggest hug. And if you have a 15-year-old son, you have no idea how rare this is. And a smile. And I'll miss you, Mom. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why can't you be like this all the time? Because they're not so friendly sometimes. But I stayed on the beach until 7 p.m. last night. And let me tell you something. Yesterday was one of the best days of my entire life. I played a game called Tube K 
K-U-B-B. On the beach with my friends Kelly and Bob and my hubby, me and Kelly, beat them. And so I was like, I felt like I was just like on fire, even though I had some shots that they, they looked like I had like some sort of like disability or something wrong with my arm and the way that I'd throw it. And then it'd go all different weird places. And it was like, it was malfunctioning, but I was, I was providing comic relief. So I was glad about that. But I was just so happy to have such an amazing day. And I was just so grateful. I was looking at that beach and I'm like, I am so blessed. And when I am a millionaire, I, I can't even think that I would feel any better than, than that moment because I was surrounded by my little kids just playing in the sand, happy with each other, not fighting, looking at my husband and just being like, this is what the magic of life is about. So I want you guys all to think about that is that, like, you know, we're always chasing something. We're always wanting more of something. But it's like really, it's like there's so much juice to be had every single day. It's not just about vacations. It's not just about the weekends. It's like every day there's going to be a moment that could be an epic moment. And so, like, when you go to bed tonight, just think about a moment that was awesome, just one. Even if it was your Starbucks, like why Starbucks can't deliver to my house, I don't know. I wish mine had a drive-thru. But, you know, I love my venti iced Americana decaf with coconut milk. And I savor the shit out of that drink, and I love it. And I'm going to get one tomorrow morning, and I'm going to be so grateful that I start my day out that way. So I want you guys to, to end your night tonight with feeling so grateful for something and grateful to be alive. And I'm so grateful for you guys and grateful even if you're listening to this as a replay. I am. This is my first one in the can. First one, not that I'm in the can like the toilet, but the first one in the can of podcast. Yay, Jenny did it. And I had a Jenny caller because Jenny's, there's a lot of Jennies. So I want to just send blessings out to everyone. And I'm going to think up amazing topics. And I'm so excited to do that. Um, so I love you guys so much. And more to come for Jenny. Now she's a podcast girl. Okay. And also message me or email me at Jenny at JennyGPerry.com if you'd like more information or to be a guest or whatever. Okay. Love you all, and we're going to end in less than a minute. So I will just keep continuing as I learn how to end a call. It's like 50 seconds left. Yeah, so we'll just say, um, could you imagine if I sang? That would be like torture. Now I'm just going to say, like, I'm wishing you your very best life and set an intention right now as you're thinking of, as you're listening to this call, set an intention on what you want to be or manifest in the next week and think about that constantly write it down put it on a post-it note could be inner peace could be prosperity could it be epic relationships could be whatever you want but focus on that intention and try to let go of the other things that you can and this is where the law of attraction will work in your favor focus 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 happiness is not hocus pocus it's focus bye guys